episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Hey, bro. Howdy. How you going? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Good. I'm looking at your uh, your posters and stuff in the background. There's, yeah, there's quite a few. They've been up there for a while. <laughs> I'm all about it. I, if you couldn't tell why by this, I was actually just talking about Evil Dead with Janine not too long ago. Yeah, oh. she she's like, a, oh, what's your top five favorite horror films? And for me, it's Evil Dead Two is number one. I think we just became best friends, bro. <laughs> oh shit! Hell yeah! No shit. Like, I have a shrine to Bruce Campbell, like, just right. <laughs> like, no, no shit. No shit. That's, that's, who we, that's, that's who we named the last track after in on the record. We named Hail to the King after Ash Campbell. That man. That's Ash Campbell. Oh, Ash Williams. Hey, dude, it's all, it's all the same. It's all one and the same. Yeah, I can't even reach it here, but I've got, like, if I can without destroying this. My, oh my god i've got like the movie that's so yeah. sick um yeah ash and i've got a whole that's the only one i could reach because the other ones were out of reach but um he's he's my sh- yeah he's he's my boy hell yeah yeah and i've got skeletors holding the necromonicon here so <laughs> sick <laughs> yeah i'm a 40 year old virgin who's not a virgin but anyway <laughs> <laughs> are you allowed to collect things i love collect i actually have like I like have a couple of things of my own that I like to collect. Like I try and find like really, really niche stuff. Mm. Um, the last one that I got was, do you, remember, do you know a video game called Gears of War? Yes. I have the Lancer replica from the Gears of War 2 run. Sick. Yeah. Like the big full size, like made out of like military grade plastic one. It's so heavy, but so sick. Did you get that like uh, supernova or something, or did you order? It? No, no. It's a, so they it was like so they've done like runs of lancers for the game since I think three or four, mm. but they've all been made out of like really shitty cheap plastic, and they all cost like an arm and a leg. The ones that they did for Gears of War two were like these military, like basically indestructible full size lancers um, that you can't get. You basically like can't get anywhere. And I think there's like maybe 10 of them in Australia and over in the U S they go for like three or four grand because people were just after them. I think down here, like I found a couple that were being sold for like 200 to 250 bucks because people don't know what they're worth. That's so insane, dude. Yeah. It's so sick. (laughs) I got it. And I'm like, Holy fuck. This thing is insane. And it's like, it's really well, like it's all like, I don't think it's hand painted, but like the level of detail on it is insane, man. It's when you find those grails mm. and they're just like, someone's just like, meh, online. And you're, uh, you're like, what? He had like, he had like, he had a couple of the ones from three as well. And I was so tempted to pick up like the retro <laughs> Lancer as well. And I'm like, oh, but it's just not the same. It's just not the actual Lancer. Like, it's just, it's so sick. <laughs> it's my pride and joy. It's worth more than my car. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you're a true nerd, is when you, we have, yep. you have certain things that are like, you know, more than, more than it costs, more than hours, more than you, you know, I'm not, I, I've got a lot of stuff. I've got a lot of stuff that's like, uh, 
vintage stuff, but it's incomplete and stuff. But I've got things that are, are special to me. So very fair. I definitely yeah. feel that. Like I just got the. Uh, I've been hunting for many, many years. You know the new. You you, you know what I'm talking about when I say Necker. So, yeah, mm. uh, the Necker Robocop reissue. Yep. And um, mate, looked everywhere. Yes. Like, mm. No, I think the Lancers a Necker issue as well. Oh really? Yeah, that's why it's like it's like apparently after that they were so expensive to make that they like switched out to another one. And that's why, like, all the ones since then have been really, like, really cheap and nastily made. Yeah. And they, like, because I, I remember picking up, like, the Gears 3 Retro Lancer, and it's, like, half a kilogram. It's full size, but it's, like, half a kilogram, if that, because it's just, like, completely hollowed out in the middle. Right. Whereas, like, the Gears 2 Lancer, like, they did, like, other Lancers of that style, like, afterwards for four, and it had, like, the stock on it and stuff like that, and it came yeah. in, like, multiple colors. And I'm like, no, nah, I want the original, like, Lancer Lancer. Cause that that gun's just so fucking sick. Is it um, hanging up? Yeah, yeah, I've got it hanging oh up God. in my room. I'm not, it's not at this house; it's at um, my dad's house. Oh, okay. But, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, but um, if I had it here, I'd bring it out. But like, it's yeah, it's just so sick. <laughs> I'm all about it. Hey, next time we do this, make sure you you can bring it out and and. Uh... Oh yeah, I for sure will. <laughs> but before <laughs> going into nerd talk, I saw you, you Deadpool. Like that yep. was good news this week, eh? Like good news. Oh, I cried. Yeah. Like I was sitting on the plane and I almost screamed when I watched it. I was like, oh, I can't scream because I'm on a plane. <laughs> and just the way they've been tackling it as well. It's like, oh, Logan's still its thing, but it doesn't matter. We're going to do it. Out. We're going to do our own thing. This is very cool. I, I mean, like it had to happen. I feel like it had to happen. And like whether it be Hugh that comes back to do it or um, somebody else. I think Tara Egerton was on the cards as well. But like, if it was going to be a Deadpool film, like it, it, sh- it had to have been Q because just because oh. like their banter has just been back and forth for years. Like yes. it can't not be Q. I'm, I'm, I'm so there for it, man. I'm so mm. there for it. Although at the moment, my, my uh, middle daughter, she's, mm. she's obsessed with the greatest showman at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> like on lo- literally on loop. She's probably hear me talking about it, but um, yeah. So we've, I've got singing and dancing Hugh, you know, <laughs> In the in the house at the moment, <laughs> and all I want is um, Wolverine, stank face Wolverine, Hugh. Yeah, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. But anyway, we're actually anyway. Anyway, Janine's probably going. Oh, come on, get the uh, <laughs> get the get the band tour going. But of course, uh, <laughs> Mikey, thanks for joining us on the show, man. It's it's been uh it's been good to talk to you tonight. Dude, thank you for having me on. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, uh, the new Gloom in the Corner album, Trinity, is out on October 28. I've been lucky enough to hear it, and it's absolutely incredible, dude. Like this Thank you. album concept, I believe, has taken a long time to flesh out. You put a lot of work into it. When did it first start to take shape for you? Um, the Gloom story itself, I've had kind of sitting around because I used to write and everything in school, and then I kind of adapted um, the story from a couple of like those stories I used to write in high school. Um, so like a lot of the characters have kind of stayed the same and a lot of new ones have come in and out and stuff like that too. Um, but the one specifically for Trinity, I've been working on pretty much since the start, I want to say, cause like originally we were meant to go into, uh, this arc or this part of the story, like pretty much right after Fimi back in 2016. Hmm. And then we decided like, oh no, we're going to do like a couple of EPs and all that kind of stuff. And I took the time to like properly flesh it out. Um, so really it's it's six years ish um 
but realistically, I think I want to say I've kind of nutted down the story properly and fleshed everything out probably 2019-ish. Wow, man. And how was the music coming along with that at the same time? Yep. There was a lot of different iterations of a lot of different songs and how I wanted to tackle it. I don't think any of the iter... Oh, no, sorry. Red Clouds um, is the only song that has stuck around from that cycle. And it's actually been around since before Gloom was a band or yeah, the wow. early iterations of the demos of it were still around. Um, yeah. So I have been around for that long. Um, but like everything else has kind of been fresh since 20 or started to be written 2018, 2019. That's amazing, dude. I mean, that's a long time to be sort of fleshing. Yeah. I know you put a lot into it, you know, I do. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a, a, quite a task. Yeah, dude. And, and that's the thing, like, you know, I understand as, as a singer and stuff myself and, and writing lyrics and stuff, and, but having to base that through a, a long concept would be quite tiring and how, how many times did you go back and forward with it until you were really happy with it um i think like like the the songwriting itself and the lyrical writing kind of come in tangent with each other so for me whenever i start writing because i'm the main main songwriter in the band whenever i start like writing a piece of music um it's always with the intention of what is going on in the story. And with that, like sometimes lyrics will come first or like bars of lyrics will come first and then I'll write the song around that. But again, like it's always based around like what is going on situationally in the story. Mm. And that does help quite a bit with lyric writing because you can kind of fill out like blanks and stuff like that and just work with wordplay to tell a situation or tell a story or an emotion, et cetera, like that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I feel like once you can't, like for me, once I kind of get like the actual song behind it done, it like the lyrics come up, become a lot easier. It's just like figuring out the correct wordage or sorry, mm. correct verbiage going forward and using and get, getting the message of the story across properly. And I feel like in Trinity, like a, what a lot of tells, sorry, what tells a lot of the story as well is not just the lyrics, but the music. And I feel like that's something that we haven't really honed in on, but it's, it's not just like the lyrics, it's the whole atmosphere of the song and everything like that so like for example like with clutch like it's about like uh the context uh, so for, as well like there's always a real life kind of uh underlying theme at least throughout like a lot of the songs for clutch for example uh is about drink driving and that's why the song is like so chaotic and kind of like on a not a, not on a limp because it's like on a limp while sprinting per se, but like it's very chaotic and very all over the place as someone who has been in that situation myself. And so I kind of wanted to deliver everything in that atmosphere of just kind of like chaos. Um, it's also why we sampled the car crash from Fight Club at the end of the song. Huh. Um, yeah, underneath that last breakdown is like the right. is the car crash and stuff like that to kind of like add to the atmosphere mm -hmm. of like, oh, this is when the crash is happening. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of little things like that to just kind of like build out the atmosphere and not just hone you in with the lyrics, but hone you in with the entire song too. In regards to the concept, it's really complex. Like, yep. You know, yeah. And I, I know yep. I see that you put up a, 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 you know, where like you've got a little bit of a guide, mm. but you know, it's, I don't know if we've got three hours, but if you could like, for those playing at home, could you condense it down to 
where this album is at and and where where the characters are at. Yeah, sure. Links. Um, yeah. So the previous arc was focused on uh, a secret organization that uh, focused on policing the supernatural and paranormal, and uh, a lot of like most of the story or the bulk of the story focused around those agents or operators who worked in that organization um specifically jay and sherlock who were like the two main protagonists i guess of the last arc the dude with the skull in his face and shit like that yeah yeah um this arc going forward is based in the hell dimension that we call the rabbit hole um and it's based around three characters who died in that previous arc and in a divine comedy i guess inspired tale um it tells a story of their way like clawing their way back up to the realm of the living um which is what happens like post red clouds onwards is them back in that normal universe and how just chaos kind of goes from there. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's the best condensed version I can <laughs> without giving anything away. Without, yeah, <laughs> there's there's yeah. so, there's so like, there's so much like there's like interdimensional factions and stuff like that of like bounty hunter police and stuff like that too, who are hunting them. And there's like one big ominous dude who's like kind of guiding them and shit like that. It's a, uh, there's a lot going on. <laughs> I'm all for it, man. I love all that stuff. Hey, like, you know, you know, and you got to put, man, the guests on this thing. Holy shit, dude. Like you've, you've got like some incredible, incredible music. Like you got Mon from Relica. I've got my list here. Um, right uh-huh. over Crystal Lake, Monica from Last Mana. Man, good, e- excellent people. Um, Taylor from Lexus. Man, like, on and on and on. You've just gone and roped in all these guys. How did you approach it? Did you go, you're going to play this character or is this? Yeah. So for a couple of them, like Rio, and uh, specific, like a lot of the bigger ones, like Rio and um, Joe and Lauren and Kirby, uh, we had Tuck, our manager, who's the bassist of Fit for a King, kind of middleman, a lot of those situations. Ah, okay. Um so he helped us out with getting like those much, much, much bigger names. Whereas like everybody else on that list, like Taylor, Wit, um, Mon, Monica, like they're all fr- like we're all friends. So like I kind of just hit them up. I was like, "You want to do this? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you do this?" Um, and Mon and Monica also do voice acting throughout the record as well, like playing those specific characters. So they're in a lot of like they're not just in their feature tracks; like they're in like a lot of the tracks too. Oh, they're, they're awesome. Both, hey, both of them. Shout out to Mon and Monica. Like, we're, they're out there some, somewhere. They're out there somewhere. <laughs> they're out there somewhere. Like, just, man, just two of the best people. Hey, they are. They're lovely people. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that new Relico is so sick. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. That's it's so fun. good. It's, it's my EP of the year. It's fucked. It's so good. <laughs> I gotta say, there's I I don't know what it is, but I kinda see a musical thread between you guys in a, in in some a lot of people have like, said that too. And like is I like I got to hear the the, the record early. Yeah. And I was like, because I saw a few people commenting, like, oh, this is like relic art and stuff like that. And like I listened to Safety and all and Bearer and um all those songs beforehand. And then when Mo, like because I got up to do Sean's part at um Monolith Fest. Yeah, yep. And I was like, send me the record. And she was like, okay. Um, <laughs> and so I listened to I like, I definitely get the comparison. Like we have a lot of similar cinematic aspects or thematical aspects as well. Um, and it's really cool. 
because it, it, it means that we could tour together and that wouldn't would make sense <laughs> that was that a hint no no i haven't we haven't got anything set in stone oh, yet, okay. this would be really cool <laughs> man sign me up for that that would be the best thing in the world it would be very cool and they're all really lovely people too like i got to meet them all properly at monolith fest and yeah they're all they're all lovely people how was that did you ever it was to- cool it was cool um yeah, like I, I don't really go to a lot of prog shows or anything like that. So for me, the vibe was a lot different compared to going like a normal local Melbourne show or a lot of metalcore shows that I usually go to. Um, but no, it was definitely cool. It's cool seeing that venue because we were meant to play that venue uh, for Full Tilt before it got given the axe, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but it's cool like, see, like seeing what it is because I like when I looked up the venue, I was like, this just looks like a gigantic shed. Um, and it was, but it's like a cool gigantic shed. <laughs> but um yeah no it was really cool and like like everybody there wasn't like any you know how sometimes you go to shows and like the vibe is off like it was all just a really nice like cool kind of community to just kind of walk around and stuff like that it was cool man and another thing just cycling back a bit i don't know if you saw the news but rio right is that how you pronounce his name rio rio yeah i believe it is rio yeah yeah he he had to step away from um crystal yeah I just saw. So, yeah. yes, which is, is pretty sad, but you've got so to we, one of the last. Yeah, we, we got told a little while ago, um, apparently, that he had stepped away. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I, I didn't, we didn't get, we didn't get given context. Like, we were just kind of like, oh, he's, he's actually left. And we we're like, huh? He's like, he's the dude. He is, <laughs> he is the Crystal Lake. Um, but like he he was pretty much like a lot of the face of that band. Like everybody yeah. listened to Crystal Lake or knew Crystal Lake because of Rio and his vocal capabilities. And then I saw what he posted and I'm like, damn, that sucks. And for him to be doing that for as long as he did that with the condition that he's in as well is like such a commendable and huge feat. He's like, we didn't know. Like when when we got the hit, he was one of the people that tuck kind of middleman. Um and we had no idea. So shout out to him i guess like, that yeah. feels weird saying yeah. that but like no he's i hope he's okay because like that sucks like when he explained everything i was like that sucks so but it, it's it's cool that he uh he's, he's jumped on the record it is it's it's also like a huge thank you to him as well because like i have been meaning to message him personally and thank him um, on behalf of us because yeah it's it couldn't have been easy doing that kind of thing yeah as said in the condition that he's in so um commendable to him not just as a performer but as a person as well and we're eternally thankful for that oh that's awesome dude that's awesome uh in regards to you know the concept and everything moving forward you know what do you want to do with it? do you want to expand it into like uh, animated series if netflix back the back the money truck up <laughs> yes yeah you know, maybe not net maybe not netflix because it would get cancelled after a season oh yeah yeah um, yeah <laughs> um how's that cowboy yeah. bebop going for you guys yeah oh yeah. don't don't get me started oh, as someone who's a long time fan of cowboy bebop <laughs> no, don't get me started on um and I, actually no it's just funny that you bring up cowboy bebop because one of the scenes in the ronin music video was inspired by that version of cowboy bebop funnily enough um and but yeah, like we definitely want to expand into like a lot more. I, I want to expand into yeah. a lot more animated territory or just more content in that universe itself. Um, 
I think that would be really cool. But again, like it's a budget thing. But if Netflix backed the money truck, a truck up or Amazon backed the money truck up, then... That Bezo, Bezo guy's got a few dollars. You know, He's got a couple. He can a couple sling one, one bald man to another a few bucks for... for... Look, if you can spend $500 million on uh, that Lord of the Rings, whatever it is. Then you can spend a couple of dollars on gloom animation. See? <laughs> so, hey, you want your answer to Cyberpunk Edge Runners? Hit us up. No? Yeah, there you go. See? <laughs> you want to come here? We're putting it out there in the universe now. There we go. Knock on the door. You go, hey, man, how you going? Yeah, do you want to make sure? Yeah, here's, here's, here's a screen fly. Here you go. Flies off in his helicopter. But um, when it comes to, I don't know what I'm talking about now. Um, when it comes to your own influences, obviously, as, as we've established, we are very much nerds. the same kind of person. <laughs> you know, metal and nerdy shit, uh, one and the same. Um, what, what is your, what, what's your influences when it comes to both those sides of the coin and, and where do they cross over? So, yeah, a lot of influences for me, especially when it comes to the story, come from a lot of TV stuff. I'd say actually the music is more influenced by TV or TV music, uh, TV movies, video games. It's like that line of pop culture, I would say, as opposed to um, other music itself, actually. But uh, I mean, I guess from a musical side of things, like a lot of cinematic soundtracks or cinema OSTs, um, specifically like Ennio Morricone. He's always been a big one for me. And that's because it's, that's my dad's favorite um, artist is, or composer, sorry, as well. Um, and he did like the good, the bad, and the ugly and a lot of those yep. spaghetti Western. Yeah. Um, fuck who else? I mean, like for a lot of the last arc, a lot of it was like the Punisher, I guess. Um, and a book series called Skullduggery Pleasant. That's where, like, oh. that's how, yeah. I mean, Sherlock is pretty much like my nod to Skullduggery Pleasant. Yeah, <laughs> dude you have not my eldest daughter mm. like she's 22 but i remember when she started getting into, into those books and then They're i started so good. reading them and i was like yeah. Holy shit this is this thing is uh really fucking good it's really really good it is really i've been meaning to read the new series that he's put it like the new like the uh, arc two yeah. um but like the the second round of books that he's put out recently yeah. but i haven't gotten around to it yet but like i love those books growing up yeah like yeah, yeah. Wow. everybody goes on harry potter or lord of the rings and i'm like fuck you scott i really pleasant um <laughs> uh, more skeletons if you couldn't see yes. i'm surrounded by skeletons I like the, <laughs> the bony people but um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I cut you off there because I got all excited because you mentioned something that nobody mentioned. But um, <laughs> nobody talks about Skullduggery Pleasant. I'm happy to talk about Skullduggery Pleasant. Dude, um, get me started. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? What else? Let's see. Like a lot of video games. Like as I said, I uh, I think in uh, we've got quite a few in this record. Like we've got like little uh, shout outs or etc. Like the the one that we have. I'm not going to talk about the ones that we haven't released, but in like Ronan, for example, like there's the E1M1 riff from Doom right before that verse yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and stuff like little stuff like that, like little homages and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, in Warfare, in our last release, like we had, uh, did, you play, did you ever play a game called Dead Space or know of a game called Dead Space? Yeah, I, I've, I played like half of it and then shit my pants and then <laughs> I just watched it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So like that, uh, you know how you die and it has like that, uh piercing like tonal noise it's like the ekg flatlining noise like we sampled that in warfare and stuff like that 
Um, there's a few lyrics here and there. Like I think in Flesh and Bones, there was a reference to Bioshock as well. Um, but like a lot of, yeah, a lot of our influence and et cetera comes from a lot of video games. I guess for this release, like it's, it's mainly like Dante's Inferno and the Divine Comedy has been a big aspect. So is Doom. Um, if you couldn't see the poster on my wall. Yes. <laughs> um, the older Dooms and the newer Dooms as well. Um, let's see. Uh, what movies could I say? I guess... Yeah, I, I'm struggling with movies because I haven't watched like a whole heap that have like have been like, oh yes, I'm influenced by that um, recently. But it's just it, it's all facets of pop culture, and I'll like I'll commonly like watch a show and I'll be like, oh that character's a lot like that character, or that character's like this, or I can take influence from this and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I'd say a lot more like video games and pop culture and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man! I, I'm all about it. I'm all about, man. We could probably next time you're up here. We'll, we'll grab a beer. We'll we'll, we'll talk, talk shit. shit. <laughs> I'm all about it. All about it. But uh, uh, of course, I mean, uh, this year's kept you pretty busy playing shows, man. You've been everywhere, man. We have, <laughs> man. What, you've had some incredible experiences, man. What's been the uh, the highlight? The highlight. It's a good question. Um, that last run with error that we did was actually really cool. Mm. Um, were I was saying to somebody before that, like, there's been like this shift in people that have been coming to shows and it's, it's probably because of the, like the headlining acts for the most part, but like where we we've always been like a generally pretty violent live band. Like we always get quite a bit of a violent pit and the last few shows that we've done have been very much more on like the push moshy kind of like normie crowd kind of side which is really weird because like i'm used to like a lot of my like call outs and stuff like that are very much based around like emphasizing that violence within a safe manner of course um but like yeah like these last few shows have been like a lot more like push moshy and um everything like that so it's been kind of cool to watch like that change it's a good thing though because like a lot more of like the outside of that like scene kind of crowd means that like they're getting into it so people who are newer or people who like a lot more of like the mainstream or international metalcore acts are like coming to a lot of our shows now and enjoying it and buying merch and everything like that which is really cool so there's been like a little bit of a shift there which has been really cool to see um fuck ah oh, in the last year um our headliner that we did last year was also really fucking cool because we had like all the visualizers and stuff like that running at 170 russell um and that was really cool. Uh, the Wind Waker accidental headline show that we ended up doing because they got COVID. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was... We found out like two days before that Will was like, yeah, I'm still positive. I'm still sick. Yeah, he's like, fuck. What do we do? Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll take the show. <laughs> we'll still do it. Everyone's already paid for the van and everything. Like, we've already all taken the weekend off. Like, we might as well just fucking do it and see how we go. And that show was really cool too. Um, I think the fit. I think the fit run though, has definitely been the highlight that was they're really nice people they're really cool to tour with they're very accommodating um and like we we're on with our friends and starve and our new friends in the wandering um everybody on that tour package was just really really lovely um and very accommodating and everything um and the shows were really cool like it's it's not generally the crowd that we play to because they pull a much more like i guess metal metal crowd um but it was still really cool and i i'm I'm real bummed I missed that show. <laughs> which 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 show did you miss? It. 
fit for an all time. No, sorry, I said which state? Sorry, just oh Brisbane, Brisbane. Oh no, dude, be be glad you did. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we we were all super sick. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, man, my voice it. like carked it halfway through the set. I was like, fuck. You know when that happens? Yeah, but yeah. um, no, every no that that show was really cool. It was it was outside at the bright side as well. Oh, which like uh, yeah, 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 was terrifying for me because like I'm five five, and that stage is like 12 feet tall. And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, if I fall off this thing, I'm going to fucking die. Like, <laughs> that is it. it is. Nick, our drummer, is like, oh, it's not that bad up there. It's really cool. You can see out over the entire crowd. I'm like, I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> it is a if, big- if Matt slips, yeah. he's going to die. <laughs> and it's, yeah, that's a, it's a pretty big, yeah, no, you are right. I've seen a couple of bands there and gone, it's a stage. So, you know, yeah. And I'm it's really cool. It's a cool atmosphere. I'm notorious for eating shit every single. I as soon as the glasses come off, I've started just started playing shows with glasses, and like every show for the last twenty years, I've at least fallen off stage once. So, <laughs> you know that that would be a that would be a sucky stage to fall off too, because it's not like oh. security really have time to catch you because they're looking out at the yeah audience. yeah. So, <laughs> so- tell, my, tell my wife I love her. <laughs> Keep falling. falling into the bottomless pit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's still going. Been one week. But um, mm-hmm. what do you guys got coming up with uh, shows? You got a headline run coming up or some sneaky shows up this way? Uh, we're still we're still working. We're still working on some stuff. Um we're we're not sure what the plan is for the rest of the year. Um, as of yes, or at least I don't know because I'm not fully, fully in with the bookings. Um but I believe we're trying to piece together a couple of nifty little things to send out the year and then kickstart next year. Excellent. Gold Coast in there somewhere? I'm not sure. I can't say. Oh, it's your mate, Nev, bro. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Keep your secrets, as I always say. But, um, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Frodo just, okay, yeah, I just, I yeah. just, Frodo, everybody. <laughs> everyone's sick of hearing it. But, um, mate. Thank you so much for hanging out on the show. Mate, the new Gloom in the Corner album, Trendy. It'll be mm-hmm. linking right down here. Somewhere. somewhere in the space. In the space. We'll have all the links, mate, and it kicks ass. So go and pre-order it, everybody out there. Uh, do it. Do <laughs> it. Please. Do it. Do it. And buy some merch. Don't be jerks. Buy some merch. Throw them all the merch. Mm. But, uh, mate, I hope we get to do this again. and. Um, talk all the nerdy shit and and get indeed i hope so too evil dead (laughs) yes yeah and uh maybe we could maybe after evil dead rise comes out i was gonna yeah i was gonna say did you watch ash versus evil dead and like have seen the announcements for evil dead rise yeah yeah i'll take it you have (laughs) all over it dude the shrine the shrine actually yeah yeah yeah. actually a a friend of mine is uh, was in last season oh true and i can't say who it is i'm not she's told me on but oh, she was in there. Fair enough. Yeah. So it was cool. She was all like, oh, I was in the show. I was I like, was tell me what he's like. I, I, it's funny though. Like, have you seen interviews and stuff like that with him? How he's just like completely out of that character. And he's like, he's like, I love playing Ash because he's just completely different to what I am in real <laughs> yeah. life. He's like, he's like a scholar. <laughs> and then, and then, then when he plays Ash, he's just a complete doofus. It's awesome. I and, love Campbell. <laughs> well, he's like very high on my interview wish list. I just want him mm. to just burn me for like, you know, just the way he does. Just 
You know, I've seen many of you. He's just relentless, and I love it. I'm just like, yeah, man, just go to town, just destroy me. I don't care. Best, best day of my life. But um, Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, hey, bro, thank you so much again, <laughs> and um, we will see you very soon. I hope now. Indeed, thank you for having me.